Welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this is a weekly show that explores the intersection of security, technology, and humans. I spend 5 to 20 hours a week consuming books, articles, and podcasts, which I then turn into a concise 15 to 30 minute summary and analysis. There's a summary episode every week, as well as periodic standalone episodes that are either me sharing an idea on a topic or discussing one with a guest. The goal is twofold, to keep you up to date on the absolute latest in security and technology, and to explore ideas that hopefully give you something to think about. All right, welcome to episode 199. Starting off security news from Brian Krebs. Someone hacked a stolen credit card store called Brian's Club, unrelated to Krebs, which resulted in the loss of stolen credit cards, which is very meta. It ended up being around 26 million credit and debit cards, and around 8 million of them were uploaded from 2019, so fairly fresh, but the collection actually goes back four years. And AutoClerk, a reservation management system owned by Best Western, left an Elasticsearch database online with no security on it, which resulted in the exposure of 179 gigabytes of customer, government, and military records, including DHS. And basically, some of these groups were some of these government military groups were using a compromised system to make travel plans. FireEye says Chinese APT41 hacked the company that creates TeamViewer and that this could have given them access to any system that has it installed. And they were throwing around the word billions, but billions seems high for the number of TeamViewer installs. NSA and GCHQ say Russians penetrated an Iranian hacking group and use their TTPs to hack into other targets. This is the kind of complexity that makes attribution a really difficult thing, because they were actually using the malware from that Iranian group to attack the other groups, which of course probably made them think it was Iran. There's a rash of jackspotting attacks taking place across Europe and the US, which is where someone gets physical access to the inside of an ATM and installs malware on it that makes it spit out money. It's pretty cool, but yeah, I mean, physical access is needed here. And it turns out you can make lots of stuff happen if you have physical access to a very old computer, which in the case of ATMs often means, you know, very old XP machines. The Pixel 4's face unlock technology works even if your eyes are closed, which is bad because you could be asleep or even worse, dead. But uh, in separate news on that device, I'm actually super excited about the astronomy mode on the system. Pretty cool stuff. France is going to try to roll out a national ID system backed by facial recognition. I mean, this is somewhat old news, but um, the new news is that they're getting a lot of kickback from Europe. And weren't they, along with Iceland, like the unelected privacy champions of like Europe and the world? What happened to change that? I imagine it was the bombings from a few years ago, but yeah, they're, they're facing some pretty serious opposition in Europe because the EU is so privacy-focused. And Samsung has an issue with its fingerprint readers taking any fingerprint instead of just the authorized users. But they say it's a problem with screen protectors, and they're rolling out a patch that's supposed to address it. Universities might have to start thinking more about OPSEC and OSINT, given the state of mental health, especially in the U.S., some professors are basically being attacked and they're being tracked down to like exactly where they live and work and stuff. Traditionally, universities have been very open with information about professors. They kind of just put everything on their little funny looking websites. 
And uh, that includes like where they live, where they work and office hours. And just, it, it's very easy to attack someone if, if uh, you wanted to, which when uh, you have mental health involved, that tends to happen. Microsoft is warning people not to install the latest Windows 10 update because it may bork Microsoft Defender ATP, which is not the regular Microsoft Defender that comes free, but uh, the enterprise version. And the U.S. is no longer going to use 8-inch floppy disks to operate its nuclear weapons systems. That is the story and the joke all in one sentence. Advisories. NordVPN got hacked. They admitted it just uh, this morning, I believe. And uh, basically, they leaked their um, certificate, their private key. And so people are saying, what else did you lose? So basically, we can consider NordVPN compromised. Got an issue with sudo on Linux that lets people do way more than they're supposed to be able to. Got a Linux Wi-Fi bug that allows, allows code execution. Pulse Secure VPN. All these VPNs are just, man, nasty. Stay away from these VPNs. Install your own using WireGuard. Uh, there's a really cool script on how to do that on GitHub. Adobe, Bind, Oracle, and Cisco all have some fairly major updates. So if you run any of those, you want to check those out. And jobs, got a new section here. Reddit's Q4 2019 hiring thread. Always good to check out, especially when you get a lot of people saying, oh, how can I get into the industry? Send them there, show them all the jobs that are available. Lots of remote work, lots of cool stuff. Technology news, an outback in Oregon is implementing surveillance combined with AI to provide efficiency metrics on waitstaff and how they interact with customers. We're likely to see this in a lot more places than Outback in Oregon, I think. This is the kind of stuff that factories and warehouses have been wanting for years. And it only makes sense that it goes to other types of businesses. Think like office spaces, fast food, etc. Researchers at the University of Washington have developed a smart speaker application that can monitor the breathing of infants. So we can tell, yeah, I mean, that's insane. Obviously, you want to make sure your kid's breathing uh, properly through the night. It works by playing white noise and detecting the subtle changes in the white noise pattern caused by the motion of the baby's chest as it breathes. Facebook is no longer among the top 10 most valuable global brands. And here in the Bay Area, I hear they're actually having some pretty bad problems with uh, recruiting because of their fall from favor. Swarm just got FCC approval to launch its collection of 150 satellites to provide low bandwidth internet connectivity to remote equipment. SpaceX basically tried to shut them down by complaining, you know, about various things that sounded scary. But the FCC liked what uh, Swarm had to say in response. And the satellites are actually extremely small. They're little squares that like fit in your hand. And uh, it's going to be 150 of them up there you know, providing internet to these random things sitting out in the field somewhere that can't get internet in another way. I think it's really remarkable that there's just tons of this stuff like flying around in space up there. Human news, the suicide rate for 10 to 24 year olds increased by 56% between 2007 and 2017. And 13% of teens in 2017 reported having at least one major depressive episode in the past year. That's compared to only 8% for millennials at the same age in 2007. Bottom line is that things seem to be way worse for Gen Z than millennials, and we're still trying to figure out the reasons, although most people are pointing to devices and social media. 
an amateur astronomer found the first interstellar comet called Comet Borisov, so named after the discoverer. And interstellar means it's just passing through the solar system as opposed to orbiting the sun like most comets. And it's actually the second interstellar interloper. That um, rock-looking thing was actually this, the first one. And it was actually an asteroid or an alien spaceship, depending on who you ask. California just passed a law saying school can't start before 8 a.m., which comes out of years of research saying that young people are not morning people and that they need to get more sleep. The number of people identifying as religious continues to fall in the United States. Since 2009, the number of non-religious has jumped from 17% to 26%, and the number of people saying they're Christian dropped from 77% to 65%. That's just 10 years. So, I don't know. I, I predict that the data will show much later on that this was a significant factor in the happiness crisis that we're currently experiencing. I think uh, you can say what you want about religion, but it's a meaning structure. And you can't lose that much underlying meaning that quickly and without a replacement, without having negative consequences. Ideas, trends, and analysis. Mark Benioff did a New York Times piece where he said we need a new capitalism that focuses not only on shareholder value, but also on the effects on employees, customers, and the planet. I fully agree and uh, wrote something similar to that uh, last week here. Got the link there in the newsletter. And many colleges are dropping SAT, ACT requirements for admission. And a big factor is the research that shows that these scores are highly correlated to the education wealth of students' families. So they're basically saying that test-taking performance is tied too strongly to family pedigree, which is uncomfortable for them, you know, using it as a criteria for entrance. Problem is, this applies to everything. Good families tend to have good genes and good environment, which tend to result in good outcomes. That's the whole point of me actually studying all this evolutionary biology and psychology and economics and sociology. It's to understand the various knobs that help and hinder people so we can learn how to adjust those variables. The more I study, the more deterministic things start to look. And this is especially true when you realize that having a good work ethic fits inside of this model, not outside of it. There's still plenty of room for freedom, I think, in this paradigm. It just has to work within an absurdist framework. Absurdism is my favorite concept because it applies to so many things. For universal meaning, it means behaving as if it exists, even if it doesn't. Same for free will and for criminal justice in a world without it. And for human outcomes, economics, and policymaking, it means accepting that we cannot know all the variables. So we must emphasize the individual and their potential for world-altering excellence, regardless of the variables that seem stacked against them. Basically, as humans, we must explore and chart the deterministic truth to life, yet embrace and encourage the naive and wonderful belief in our ability to be more than what we are. Because ironically, that belief is the only thing that can make it so. Here's a fun exercise you could do with a blank sheet of printer paper. Orient the sheet vertically and draw two lines down the page that divide the space into three equal columns, left, middle, and right. In the left column, write down all the bad things that are happening in the world right now. So for example, 
China on the rise, you know, exerting their force all over the world, mass protests throughout the world, the U.S. pulling out of Syria, the U.S. falling for favor throughout the world, Brexit, Russia developing closer ties with China, etc. Now, in the middle, place a checkbox next to each of those items that Putin is happy about. And finally, in the right column, place a checkbox next to the items that Russia, through various means, might have actually helped bring about. It's fascinating. My prediction is that in the coming decades, Putin will come to be known as one of the best strategic thinkers and executors of all time. I really cannot wait to read the books about what is happening right now in this exact moment that we're living through. Updates. I just bought Logic Pro X and some Rolly gear to continue on my EDM musical journey. Basically, I wanted to make EDM for a long time, and the entry barrier is quite steep, especially when you're busy and got other projects. But I'm going to be taking a lesson soon on Logic combined with Rolly and just uh, jumping in full force. So if you're into making EDM and are familiar with like Rolly or Logic or whatever, and you have any wisdom for me, definitely eager to hear it. And I'm reading Little Brother and the Rise of Surveillance Capitalism at the same time, and they're both glorious in different ways. And I'm like 20 days into meditating for at least five minutes a day, and I think I already see the benefits, and I'm not even good enough to be a novice yet. And I've Two art ideas I want to try to paint, and I'm looking for a studio in San Francisco where I can experiment. So that's basically music and painting that I'm actually making progress on in the creative expression world, which only leaves the fiction writing that I still want to do. Uh, I don't count the writing that I actually do because it's explanatory, exploratory rather than creative. And I'm going to be trying to tweak the podcast sound to be less bassy and more crisp and natural. Let me know what you think of it. I almost bought the mic that NPR uses by Neumann, but thought better of it. It's uh, actually super sensitive. It's a different type of mic, condenser versus dynamic. And it's made to be used in a sound-treated studio. And I have basically a studio apartment, which although studio is in the name, those are way different. Discovery. Gyroscope is a life, mostly health, actually, analytic system. If you're into the quantified self, this is definitely worth looking at. It's what I use. Love the thing. And Think's Canary Tools have been one of my favorite security products for years. I like them because they're high signal, low noise, and a way of detecting malicious behavior on your network if you don't already have all the detection and response stuff. And got a link here to a cool little do-it-yourself project that combines reinforcement learning with war driving. Got a link to the 29 countries vulnerable to simjacker attacks. Got a link here, war driving for autonomous vehicle traffic. Lesser known coding fonts, RDP honeypotting, and QS replace, which is my buddy Tom Nom Nom's awesome tool for editing URL parameters via the CLI. Recommendations. If you only read one book on technology in 2019, this needs to be it. It's called The Age of Surveillance Capitalism. It's about surveillance capitalism, obviously, but to security practitioners, it's actually a book about privacy. More specifically, rather than just saying losing privacy is bad, which everyone knows and is basically so common a sentiment as to be ignored, it provides a vivid image 
of the companies and industries that are trying to literally influence and control global behavior through controlling data. So forget the surveillance part. Think of this book as a privacy book. And in my opinion, it's the best book on privacy that I've ever read. 10 out of 10, must read. It's called The Age of Surveillance Capitalism. And the aphorism for the week, decay is inherent in all compounded things. Strive on with diligence. Decay is inherent in all compounded things. Strive on with diligence. Buddha. All right, thanks for listening to this episode of Unsupervised Learning. I believe ads are not just annoying, but that their incentive structure can malign the content creation process. So if you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it directly for just $5 a month or $50 a year, which is two months for free. UL members get the newsletter every week instead of just twice a month. They get access to the archives. They get access to the UL Slack community, where we share ideas and links about the topics we discuss here. And they also get access to the UL Book Club, where we pick a book a month and talk about it live as a group. To become a member, just head over to danielmiesler.com slash subscribe. And thank you so much to everyone who's already a member. I truly appreciate each of you. We'll see you next time.